everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the Global Careers Calls podcast from the University of London Career Service. Listen in to stimulating career conversations between a member of our team and professionals working in a range of sectors based across the globe. This season's focus is corporate careers, so let's listen in to our Global Careers Call. Daniel Gazim calls Cassia Arellano in Peru. Cassia is a BSc Business Administration with Marketing Alumni from the University of London. Cassia's story will resonate with all career stages. Unsure of her career path, a change of academic fate midway through a BA Communications degree formed the inspiration to refocus her attention to the world of business. Cassia shares a unique perspective through the eyes of a recruiter at global strategy house McKinsey & Company. Before this, she supported socially conscious projects as a student with 180 degrees consulting. Cassia now leads business services in project management, supply chain, sustainability, and more as a senior consultant at EY. Laden with top tips for listeners, we hope you enjoy this call with Cassia. Cassia, thank you for joining me on the other side of the world and a very warm welcome to the Global Careers Calls podcast. We like to ease in our listeners in a light-hearted manner by getting to know the location of our guest. So where is it in the world you are dialing in from? First of all, thank you very much, Daniel, for the invitation. I am Casarellano and I'm based in Lima, Peru, in South America. Lovely. A truly international podcast this is. <laughs> uh, so, so Cassia, I want to ask you our first question we ask all of our guests. What is on your mind at work this week? On my mind at work, I believe, is being able to balance my clients' expectations with um, my personal objectives as well. So I have uh, very ambitious learning objectives at the firm that I work in, and that is EY. And so I will, after this call, after this podcast, uh, jump into a counseling call uh, in order to align those with my counselor and be able to come up with a plan to achieve those. Great answer, Cassia. Thank you for that. And you've really set the tone for the conversation to come. So you briefly mentioned there that you work for EY which is a management consultancy. Can you describe for the listeners the story of your career journey so far? Yes, of course. So I've been a consultant for over three years and I've worked in many different types of consulting from communications consulting, client consulting, and also uh, right now I'm working management consulting in a global firm. Excellent. And you started out Cassia studying a BA communications degree in your home country of Peru and you told me offline that a turn of fate led you to a BSc Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration with marketing at the Royal Holloway and by association making you a University of London alumni. Can you tell us about that decision to change course and what motivated it? Yes of course so when I was doing my first internship at a local boutique consulting firm that's called Liquid, I realized that some of the work was in communication, some of 
the work was in innovation and some of the work was in consulting. And I realized very early in my career that I wanted to become a consultant. Even if the work there was about innovation consulting, when I worked with the CEO, he told me that the talent of the future was a talent that was hybrid and that could mix several careers as well. He was a business administration major from Kellogg University. And so I decided that I wanted to pursue that career as well, to have a more complete profile and be more competitive in the business world. That is a very valuable piece of advice for listeners right there um, around the whole point of how can you make yourself uh, uh, the most holistic professional possible. I can resonate with this actually, Cassia, because I, I studied a languages degree that had management with it. So I, I really wanted to pursue my love of languages, but I wanted to make it in a practical work work setting and, and thinking about how could I do that biding in the management. So thinking more about your decision to study with us here at the University of London, did you have a think about what employers potentially might think of it? And what was your expectation versus the reality for when you, you used your um, degree to start applying to the roles that you did? Well, so I always wanted to have an international career and I always thought of myself as an ambitious, like young professional who wanted to be globally competitive. So when I was in my local university, that is the University of Lima, and the business administration major from the University of London opportunity arrived, I didn't think it twice. I thought it was an amazing opportunity to have exactly what I was looking for. That was having a hybrid profile and being able to study different things that would not only teach me and help me become a more complete professional, but would also help me in my career aspirations in becoming a management consultant as well. The University of London program helped me very much to be able to have the flexibility that I needed because here in Latin America and particularly in Peru, there are high expectations for young professionals to do internships as well. So I've been doing my career at a local university while doing internships and also while pursuing a second degree in the University of London, having it be international and having the flexibility options that it offers you while maintaining the academic standards was critical for my career development as well. Gone are the days where it's just about the degree you have, but rather the other things you do on top of that. So thanks for sharing, Kasia. And it leads nicely onto my question that I have for you now. So you did some work with 180 degree consulting, which, uh, for those who don't know, is a social enterprise consultancy charity. Uh, it's a volunteering scheme that you did as a student. So as a student, you worked on some consultancy projects with this organization, providing services to uh, non-governmental organizations or NGOs, charities, social enterprises. I'd like to unpick this. So what inspired you to get involved with social impact work or consulting work in this manner? So 
When 180 Degrees Consulting opened at my university, it was a perfect opportunity for me to be able to put into practice all the skills that I've learned in the university, while also having social impact and working with real clients from NGOs. At the beginning, they were local NGOs because I was here in Lima, but afterwards I had an academic exchange from my local university in Milan, in Italy. And there I was able to continue my consulting experience with NGOs, with other organizations that were globally based. There I was able to start doing consulting work for African tech and organizations and eventually became a um, consultant director, both in Italy and in Peru. That was the first experience that I really had as a university student that generally made me think, you know, I can really become a great consultant. I think I started getting the skills that I needed to work with different teams that were internationally based and also managing real clients. And that was at the beginning a challenge because it was not in my native language, but eventually I felt re really at ease um, to be able to work with them as well. When I was in 180 degrees consulting and in my last year in the university, something happened and the coronavirus is true. And something that I would really highlight is that my consulting experience shifted from being one that was in person to online. This organization helped me use these skills in an online environment as well. And that was the first step that got me into my career as a management consultant as well in a virtual environment. Thank you for that, Cassia. Um, so you've talked quite a lot around um, the impact that you saw your work has had since um, taking on this first exposure to consulting and seeing the fruits of your labor made you quite confident that this is something you want to pursue further. So perhaps this question is redundant, but I actually wanted to ask at the time, considering the degree you did as well with that marketing specialty, did you explore any other industries or professions when you were thinking about what you want to work in? Did you look at marketing as a, as a career option, for instance, or, or indeed anything else? Early in my career, I did explore communications and I did some like marketing campaigns. Um, something that I realized is that that was probably not the type of work that I wanted in my life because I realized that there were like two types of work. One that is like more operational work and that you are doing something and that is the type of work that you do. But I realized that in consulting firms, and in consulting boutiques, there are project-based work that you can do. And so you're faced with several challenges that come. And so one day you go work for a client in a project that will start a definite amount of months. And another day you can work with another client in a completely different industry. And that was exactly the type of challenges that I wanted for my career. I learned that early on. And that is why I wanted so much to become a consultant. I feel that these challenges push me to grow, push me to become a better professional. And that has 
and I have to embrace a steep learning curve for that. And I have to become a specialist very fast and I have to be humble as well and understand that I don't know everything. Um, but I have to have the courage as well to bring different uh, people that do know and that are specialists from anywhere in the world to bring the best solutions to my clients as well. Mm. I really hear the authenticity in, in that answer uh, as something that really aligns with what you want to become. And uh, having worked in consulting myself, I completely understand the motivations that you've just spoke about as well. So it's really nice to hear, Cassia, that um, you found something that challenges you and um, motivates you. So that's great. I want to move on to actually your first professional full-time job, I believe, which was working at McKinsey and Company. So McKinsey and Company is a global consulting firm in the strategy specialty that helps firms to tackle the big questions like how do we launch this product or how do we enter this market what's interesting though for our listeners is that you worked there not as a consultant but as a recruiter so hopefully you'll have some extra valuable insight for our listeners looking at this field what was it like for you seeing the consulting world initially professional experience wise through the eyes of a recruiter Okay, so something that I believe is important to like understand is that McKinsey is a firm that does consultant, but it also has internal jobs. When I entered McKinsey, I was really unsure on whether I wanted to pursue um, talent consulting because I've had like some experiences with talent consulting as well. And I believe becoming a recruiter there made sense because there I could understand whether I wanted to pursue a talent path or whether I wanted to become a consultant, which was my um, final decision. When I was a recruiter at McKinsey, I realized that um, there are several skills that students have to have. They have to demonstrate that they haven't just studied, but they, they've also put some effort into studying additional stuff to um, become leaders uh, within their university and young professionals environment, that they've been able to have a deep, meaningful impact in the little experiences. And seeing the eyes from the eyes of, seeing the life from the eyes of our recruiter means actually having the sense to see that the student or the potential talent did manage to bloom where they were planted. If they had an opportunity, did they take this opportunity? Uh, did they create their own opportunities for them to develop as young professionals as well? So when I was a recruiter, I understood that students are students. They are non-specialists and they perhaps didn't have a lot of um, professional experience. But something that as a recruiter, I wanted to see uh, without breaching any confidentiality is that they were able to create opportunities for themselves and also to catch every opportunity that they had. I wanted to see that they blew where they were planted. When they made an internship 
that they were able to grow in that role, that they were able to get into leadership positions, that they were able to demonstrate courage, entrepreneurship, that they were aligned to the values of the firm. And that also helped me understand that I also had to have this type of traits to become a successful consultant as well. And I realized that I actually had them and I could actually bloom in a consulting firm as well. So if there is something that I could uh, advise the people that are listening, that are interested in consulting, is that they really get the time to learn about the values of the firm that they are interested in, whether it's McKinsey, any big three, whether it's a Y or a big four, or perhaps a boutique consulting firm. Look at what really resonates with you. If it's uh, sustainability, perhaps look for a sustainability firm or a big four that has this type of work. Whether if it's something more specialized, look for that. You will definitely find something in the market and you will definitely find something that resonates more with you than other different uh, companies. I really like this answer, Katia. There's about four or five nuggets of wisdom that you've just uh, planted for people in there. And I really like that phrase around um, blooming where you're planted. And it really speaks to the idea for those listening to be proactive and don't just do what is expected of you, but try and find ways to go that step further. And you talked about um, different types of leadership in that answer. So thinking about yourself as a leader, what sort of leader do you want to be? You have things like steward leadership. So in service of others, for example, service leadership. So um, for those looking to uh, apply to some of these big strategy houses, leadership and what that looks like can take many different forms. So thank you for that. I want to just ask as well, so you mentioned towards the end some, some great advice around have a look into the values of a firm and see if it aligns with you. So do some work studying the firm. Would you also advise people to take some time to study themselves and how perhaps did you uh, do that uh, when you were thinking about the, the values that you want to embody during your career? Yes, of course. So something that I did was understand the type of work that I wanted to do. Um, but I also wanted to know what was I really good at? I, what uh, does a market want and what is a life path that can resonate with the lifestyle that you have or are willing to have? So something that I was really good at was um, actually connecting with people. And I realized that I had a really deep, um, I was really motivated by service and helping others. And being in EY is basically very aligned with their ambition to building a better working world. So that is something that I generally wanted. I also realized that it had um, several areas such as business consulting as well. So it was not only auditing, it was not only accounting, but it also did consulting. And it um, was exploring a lot of innovation and technology and that I was very interested in. And I was also very interested in sustainability and they're net zero, they're trying to be carbon negative. And that is something that also sparked my interest. And even now, 
I'm engaged in several proposals for international organizations as well. And we're also looking to develop the practice and sustainability as well. Um, regarding the lifestyle, I realized that uh, I didn't want to be in a nine to five. I wanted, and I understood that my energy levels flow during the day, but I also um, didn't have like any problem with adapting to the client. So it's something that I, um, I consider that energizes me and fills me with life whenever I'm in a project, whether it's like a high paced project or whether the pace is a little bit more like normal. I realized that the consulting firm was also very flexible and that um, it relied a lot on trust and the fact that you're not precisely always in the same room and in the same office, but more um, they trust in you delivering the work that you have to do. So that is something that also resonated a lot with me. And that is why I'm a management consultant today. Wow, thank you, Cassia. You've, again, uh, raised some amazing points and you've actually helped me to transition into the next uh, portion of the chat, which was where I was going to ask you about your time in EY. So thinking about your your time as a recruiter in McKinsey, what was that transition like from the recruitment side of McKinsey to the business side where you, you've told us you are now a consultant on the business side? in EY. What was that transition like for you? So the transition was very big because when you're a recruiter and you're, you're, and you're an, an internal role, you your client is a company. So you have to be very aligned with all of the stakeholders within the company that you're working in. And they're always going to be the same because you're working for in that environment. But when you are a management consultant, your client is outside of the company. So your teammates are from your company. They have similar or uh, complementary work experience um, from yours. And so you're constantly faced with different clients that have different ways of working and have different ways of communicating as well. And it is very important in that sense that you understand that not being in your comfort zone will be your every day. So meeting new people is meeting a whole different universe and companies do have different cultures. We have to be very open to understand and be very explicit and never have any problem with over communicating. That is completely fine in consulting, having clear boundaries, and being able to be honest with the clients, even when it means um, that you have to say no, and even when it means that perhaps what the client thinks that is the solution and is the right way might not be the best for him. So there is a lot of courage as well in that sense from a consultant, um, because the ultimate goal for a consultant is to bring minimal tr meaningful transformation in the organization and in order to do that it's not enough to do well our works it's not enough to do great powerpoint presentations we have to get to the people and we have to transform way the way things are in an everyday basis and for that 
um, I believe the recipe is to think about the people, to think about the processes, to think about the technology they're uh, using and the tools. Uh, when you look at these three things, uh, at times a client will think that the pro the problem is in the tools, but perhaps is in the process. Perhaps is in the people that do not uh, do not have the right um, uh, communication, or that they are not very aware of certain part. So it's important that we look at these three things as a whole, and we're humble enough to recognize that every project is different. Um, and I cannot emphasize this enough because at times consultant um, might think that just because they did something in the future, I mean something in the past, uh, then it's going to be similar, but we have to be very open to all of the possibilities because every client is different. Thank you, Cassia. I want to touch on something you've said there. Um, you've said a lot around um, the skills and behaviors to exhibit when you're working for a client and indeed even with your colleagues. I'm thinking more about um, so the three types of listener who will be um, hearing today's conversation. Those at the start of their career, right through to those who are developing their career and those who are very experienced. I think everyone will have something to learn from what you said. For somebody who um, is interested in this, this world of consulting, it's a very analytical world, um, but perhaps someone, especially someone early in their career, might not have the, the self-belief or confidence uh, to be so comfortable with people uh, and take that, that scary step of um, presenting or speaking to a client or, or just having a presence around unfamiliar people. Something we can all relate to actually, no matter what career you do. So just taking you back to, to when you were a career starter, what, and I think you're, you're naturally a people person, um, but what sort of things would you advise people? Um, how can they be better at connecting with people in a, a professional sense? Is there any things you have in mind for people? Advice? Yes, of course. So I would think like, oh, well, three things. The first one is to see at yourself to see at your environment, at your team, and to think about the other people. So the first thing would be to understand who you are, uh, what can you bring to the table, and realize that you are perceived by others. So everything you do communicates. Whenever you say something or you not, or you don't, that will definitely have an impact as well. So whenever you're in a team or in a social environment, try to always bring something. And if you don't have anything to bring, which might happen when you're not a specialist in, in a particular area, you can always be useful somehow. At times it's gathering every other ideas and building on that. But everyone will always want to talk and everyone will always want to uh, make themselves heard. So make sure to be the person that listens and that acknowledges that. Try to bring value from everyone's perspective so that you not only sound, but are able to have a multiplier effect in these type of social environments as well. 
So try to see what you can bring to the table. It can be an insight or it can be a more social and integrative um, value. When you're with your team, understand as well that there are several things that you can learn from them and there are several things that you can like give to them as well. And there are different types of communications that you can have with them. With them, you can be honest, you can be informal. With them, uh, you can bond as well and you can ask for advice and also perhaps provide adv advice as well in something regarding your own experience. And when you're looking to other people that are more external from you, um, try to be a very good listener, first of all, because um, they might not be very interested in what uh, perhaps um, your uh, particular experiences might be or to get to know you at a very deep level, but they might be more interested in what you can bring to them and how you may help them. That is why they might be um, approaching you in the first place. And so be a very good listener and see how you can help. At times you'll have the answer and probably at times you won't, but attitude really makes a difference. So when you have a really positive attitude and really have a great desire to help others, you will always find the way to bring value to everyone that comes in your way. And that will definitely make the difference between you and everyone else. So really having a service mindset um, is something that truly works. Be authentic and try to be positive. And don't be too harsh on yourself. Um, yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, we are human as well. And we always can learn new things. Yeah. I really love that advice that you've given for people, especially those of a more analytical or introverted mindset. They they find it very um, reassuring to hear that whole idea. It's almost as if um, you said at the start around you sort of have to separate yourself from yourself and understand um, understand what your what the gaps are in in the environment you're in and how you're perceived is huge and it's not an easy thing to do because we, we know ourselves the best, but if you can somehow look at yourself as a third entity, uh, it, it really does help. Um, so that's some fantastic advice, I have to say. Um, and the point that really hits home for listeners is there's always something you can contribute. You don't have to be the loudest person and half of communication is listening. Uh, uh, someone else on a different episode said we have two ears and one mouth for a reason so um yeah uh, i couldn't agree more with that so that's, that's some fantastic advice thank you so cassia um you have talked about your experience at ey of course respecting confidentiality and, and non-disclosure agreements uh, i respect that you can't speak at depth about projects that you've worked on and you have shared quite a lot about the day-to-day -day experience as a as a consultant I want to ask you though, as a consultant, clients, stakeholders, and even your colleagues will come to you looking for solutions by definition. That is the work that you do. Earlier in your career, how did you manage this quite daunting responsibility? Has your feeling towards this changed as you've progressed in your career and gained more confidence? 
did you perhaps benefit from a mentor? Do you mentor a junior person? Because you, you mentioned some topics around this earlier. Okay. So at the beginning of my career at EY, everything seemed fairly new. And I had to learn a lot of things in very little time. I had a lot of courses and support from the firm as well. I had obligatory and mandatory learning, uh, but also had available several courses and even an MBA that was completely free from the firm. Um, but something that I believe was a huge change from how I started in my career from now was that as at the beginning, everything was pretty new. I generally got a little bit stressed and I have to be fair. I had to learn new programs and I had to learn new industries and that generally made me feel at times overwhelmed. It was like, can I really do this? It gave me perhaps a little imposter syndrome. And at the end of the day, I realized that I was there for a reason. And there was nothing to stress about. There was nothing to be overwhelmed about. The clients knew that I was young and the firm placed trust in me that I could learn and I could leverage the resources of the firm to be able to give exceptional client service. And the firms, and actually all of the consulting firms, they have a lot of knowledge, a lot of resources that you have that you can leverage to create presentations, that create proposals, to create solutions that will help bring the client's value. And that is something that I learned early on. I, whenever I started a new project, I had to repeat that to myself. Perhaps. I don't know everything. Perhaps I've never been facing an industry like this or done a project that is similar. But you know what? I have a team that has experience and I'm here to leverage the resources of the team and the resources of the whole firm. And I can bring value by being that person. And I believe I actually did. I had a mentor as well as EY, and they helped me with all of these things that I'm talking to you about, because they're actually very personal and they're very true. These things happen. And whenever I felt like I didn't have a lot of confidence or whenever I didn't know how to manage well a client, or whenever I wasn't sure whether to have a, a higher leadership in a, in a project or could I have and take a little bit more space, I would really ask to my counselor, hey, do you think that I could um, really take over and be more uh, a facilitator and take the first step? And they will say, like, go on. Like, if you have the possibility, really do so. Uh, maintain your team aligned with you because they trust you and you're there for a reason too. So... That is something that really helped me whenever I needed a honest conversation, whenever I had any, anything that perhaps made me feel like I needed to talk to someone, EY gave me a person, assigned me a person for that as well. In the beginning as well, uh, the firm that I work in, they give you a body and they will help you navigate everything. 
from day one. I'm a buddy and I hope to be a counselor too in the future. And I believe that that would really resonate a lot with me as well to be able to give the support to the new people that join in the firm. At the end, um, it was, it was a partnership and we are all like partners with each other. Consulting firms are relatively horizontal. So you can generally uh, talk to your senior or your manager and they will be very open um, to have an engaging conversation with you as well. Some fantastic insight there once again, Cassia, that will be applicable to everybody who's humble enough uh, to, to accept the fact that, you know, you don't always know everything. The sooner you can accept that when it comes to new pieces of work or challenging pieces of work, the better. I think if you end your learning or feel like you've learned everything there is or had every experience there is to have, then maybe it's a sign uh, to, to, to try something new. Um, and I'm sure you'd agree with that. And as well, um, the power of mentorships is something that is thankfully becoming an increasingly used tool. But um, yeah, I can't echo it enough what you're saying around just having that that um, that extra voice to share some concerns with and remembering that in your career, your colleagues and clients as well will w want you to do your best. So how can we ensure that? by giving you this support so that that's fantastic to hear your experience of mentorship on both giving and um, receiving so Kasia, we have reached the final segment of our show which is a quick fire round so i want to ask you a series of questions and just give me in one word or a sentence your response so what one tip do you have for people listening when it comes to navigating the corporate career process? Be curious. Be curious, love that. So what is a recent work win or achievement that you are really proud of? Leading people. Love that too. If there was one skill or experience you wished you had developed sooner in your career, or would develop now if time allowed you, what would it be? Definitely working more with uh, quantitative data and data analysis. Okay, interesting. Wasn't expecting that. So I'm working on that too. <laughs> it's great to have something to work on and, and grow in. So good luck with that, with that journey. And then finally, Cassia, imagine you had a time machine if you could go back and do your career from the start all over again, would you do anything differently? Would you choose the same career path for yourself? I'm not sure. Probably I would have majored um, in engineering or something more business related, but I don't regret anything. I believe studying both communications and business administration make a great so I wouldn't change anything. Brilliant, Katia. Thank you so much for joining me on the Global Careers Call. Had a great chat with you. You've shared a lot of wisdom, packed in a lot of um, valuable insight for our listeners. Thanks again. Thank you very much, Daniel. It was a great pleasure to meet you and be in your podcast too. Likewise. Take care. This was the Global Careers Calls podcast brought to you by the University of London Career Service. 
All links and resources are in the episode notes. This episode was hosted by Tanyel Kazim, edited by Appy Underwood, and introduced by me, Melissa Drorian. Follow and subscribe to keep up to date with our upcoming episodes with more motivational stories from our diverse graduate cohort. And please rate and leave a review if you found it useful. To listen to previous episodes and find further resources by our team, visit www.london.ac.uk forward slash careers.